Thank you for coming here today. It's me, Linda Sage, on Learning From Life. One thing I can promise you, there'll be people to meet over the airways here you'll never forget. Some, as long as you live. Let's just say, most have had what could be termed as an interesting life. It's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And one line from any of them could change the way you deal with things forever. They'll be landing from all parts of the planet, all ages, backgrounds and experiences. Telling the truth of how it was and how they manage things may just help you miss a rock or two along your road too. Hi and a very warm welcome. I'm Linda Sage and we are back with the weekly podcast. I always have amazing guests and today is no different. I have a lady joining me with all sorts of knowledge and uh, realms of information. So uh, we need to get started quite quickly. Her name, of course, is Carol Ann Cooper. And uh, if you've ever thought about writing, this is the lady to go to because she has so many gems of information and uh, just get it on paper but uh, she wasn't always this confident and that's another story so carol ann thank you so much for joining me and thank you for having me (laughs) so this is our first time talking uh, uh, and we're still virtual so there is a little bit of um, still infinity between us so tell us about obviously you are known now about writing but it I don't think it started that way did it no no (laughs) nothing like that at all I actually hated writing I hated words (laughs) because they just never seemed to cooperate for me um and uh, I never understood how I ever passed my English language O level at school but um yeah no I ended up as a maths teacher uh I love maths I love numbers Numbers always cooperated for me. They, they just, they just did what I wanted them to. You know, just in my head, and I could just, uh, they just moved. They spoke. You know, and maths was just so logical, and I loved teaching it as well. And um, you know, quite often my students would sort of look at me when I'd be going, "Oh, this is exciting." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, numbers do seem to have patterns though and you can you can see flows in them as well yeah they're gorgeous yeah that's right <laughs> and it's all building blocks you know you there's there's nothing really new to learn with maths if you've got your basic building blocks there it all builds on one from another and it's just so logical um you just can't get it wrong <laughs> you know when you've got it right you know um whereas words never were like that at all <laughs> and, and words are very different for lots of people and talking talking about words because obviously we're using words all the time here um mm. your your accent isn't a yorkshire accent either no no uh, wiltshire i grew up in uh swindon wiltshire and i actually lived in gloucestershire for 30 odd years as well so very west country <laughs> all very beautiful parts of england Yes. <laughs> so, going from maths, what, what? How did this start about? How did you start your transition from numbers to words? It was through uh, my daughter's struggle at school. Uh, I discovered something called educational kinesiology, brain gym, and um, it was uh, 
taking her to see an educational kinesiologist and literally within a five month period um, from the January to the May he transformed things for her from somebody who was angry, upset, resentful and just didn't want to sit any of her exams because she thought she was going to fail all of them to somebody who was happy, confident, sat them all and passed them and then went on the following year to do another course and was getting getting merits and distinctions in her work. I just had to know more and so I then started training in brain gym myself and took it into the classroom and again the, the difference that it made for my students was amazing. Um, they became more confident, they were able to be more independent learners, um, understand I was saying, you know, they were able to go beyond where they were stuck before. But the problem then was that I, I couldn't explain <laughs> what was going on or what it explain it very well. And I literally met this huge mountain of resistance. Um, as this was 20 years ago now. Can, can you just ex give us a, an idea of what educational kinesiology is? Educational kinesiology, it's about re-educating the body to move in a more efficient way. It's about drawing out learning through movement. Mm -hmm. And the brain gym activities are activities that help take away the stress of learning. And that they're the sort of the foundation of educational kinesiology. Mm -hmm. So that makes it easy for people who struggle in learning, seeing that there's another way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just seems to open up a different perspective for you. You know, it takes away that stress so that instead of being anxious, worried or confused or overwhelmed, you can be calm, clear, you can hear more clearly what's being said and um, then understand what you need to do, be able to sort of go, ah, oh, yeah, I've got it now, you know, and run with it. And it's certainly changed my life because when I changed, you know, began training in it and I I just got pulled through the whole training program to become an educational kinesiologist. That's where I started to find things within myself and unlock abilities that I hadn't realised were there, you know. Do you think that, that perhaps that was part of your, your, your struggle with learning with words uh, before? Oh, it's quite a, <laughs> quite a complex thing that I actually discovered within myself mm -hmm. because I trained in other complementary fields from that point onwards as well. So it opened up a lot of different doors. It did. I I, I was looking at it the other day just at a, a question that someone asked me and I just happened to look back at that period of time and realised actually how many training courses I went on in such a short period of time, you know, over a few years and it was just like one educational kinesiology course after another, after another, and some of them I, I did them again, but and then there was other ones like um, I ended up doing some NLP training as well, mm -hmm. and I'm a master practitioner, NLP, yeah, master practitioner, um, Brandon Bay's The Journey, and all of these courses sort of supported each other. Yeah, I remember saying that words seem to go into this abyss never to be seen again yeah and 
I did some ranging work on myself, some NLP techniques, and then all of a sudden it's like I find I'm not saying that anymore. I have access to them. I don't seem to stumble as much as I did. I mean, I'm, I'm stumbling a bit now, but that's nowhere near what I used to do. And then sort of along the journey that it took me on, um, I actually, about 15 years ago now, I actually did an English language A-level, you know, the advanced wow. level course, something I thought I was not capable of doing and passed it. It was like, wow. Um, it, it wasn't without challenge that I was able to use the tools that I trained in mm -hmm. to support me to write what I needed to write and, and actually sit the exam uh, and pass it. So that for me was a, a major shift. So was that part of your inner writer coming out then for mm -hmm. like the academic side to actually climb that mountain that you thought you could never do? Yes, definitely. I found myself actually helping others with their writing as well. It, it just seemed to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know, the universe seems to have a way of guiding you, even though you don't realise it at the time. When I look back now, the number of different people I helped in different ways with their writing, um, it's like, oh, I did that, you know, and I helped them with that. Um, but I actually uh, heard in my head once um, this message. It was like, you're going to write a book. And I was like, what? <laughs> Me? <laughs> no, 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 that can't be possible. But it then sent me on that inquiry of, well, okay, what's this book going to look like? How am I going to write it? What's it going to be about? And, um, and then over the years found myself just writing bits, bringing together ideas. And uh, so I've got one book that I've, I've started, but realised I'm actually living it. And um, I really keep, I keep thinking to myself, I must write this down and get, get it written, but it's sort of shifting and, and changing. And I've got some other books along the way. But I actually became a published author last year um, in a, uh, a community book project where we could we had we could put in little pieces, and within with three community book projects, I I put in seven pieces, mm -hmm. and two of those were actually award winners, and so it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm an award winning author. How did that happen? <laughs> you know. And I do believe it's very much a case of the more you do the inner work, the easier it gets. You don't need to struggle. So you actually find the confidence to be able to do the things that you didn't think you could do. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's getting easier. And um, if I do find something difficult to write or I can't... And, get the words out I, I always sort of know what I've sort of got this knowing or this feeling inside of me um I will do brain gym balance or I would do something else just to do the inner work to clear the block identify where the block is coming from and it's usually an inner child somewhere who's stuck with something and just work uh, with the inner child mm -hmm. and um free that up and then all of a sudden the words will just flow and I find it, uh, everything just 
comes together and I'm sort of quite amazed these days how much easier it is getting. I don't go into the total meltdown that I used to. <laughs> And, and you, of course, you've taken it a step further than that as well. Since winning your awards from that, now you you do actually have this business that you're supporting others in uh, their endeavours. Yes, yeah, I am. I've I've got um, a few programmes that I've put together. I've got some workshops. Uh, they were in person last year. I've now brought them online. So I've got a three-hour virtual writing workshop. I've got um, a two-day virtual writing retreat as well. And I've got a six-month program that um, I had some people work, a couple of people work, went through it um, last year. And um, one lady, she actually got her manuscript uh, completed. Uh, the other lady was working on some other things, which she found she was then being more productive with her writing and not having to, to do so many corrections. The coach that she had that was telling her what, what to do um, was then going, yes, that's better, that's better, <laughs> you know? So she, she was very thrilled. And, uh, but yeah, this other lady, her, her book is um, now almost being published. She had to obviously go through the, all the editing and that. But my role is to help you get the book written because you cannot publish what isn't written. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you say, you know, sort of, there's so many people that have this dream, or you know, perhaps they're so mm -hmm. frightened they don't think they could ever write it uh, about a book. You know, a book holds so many sort of mysteries for so many people. Mm. To, to then actually get it down on paper or uh, in the computer, which, whichever you're using, it's quite an achievement. It is, because there's a lot of emotion attached with it as well that comes up. It's always there's a, um, a healing process that you tend to go on as well with writing. But I, I get people to, to handwrite um, with the work that I do because um, one of my sections that I, I uh, work through is actually going back to basics and it's going back to the basics of handwriting when we first learnt to write because I do believe there's some steps that are missing that then cause uh, the, us to have those writer's blocks whereby going back to those basic uh, handwriting skills and working with handwriting it frees up that writer within and allows for a much more free-flowing writing to happen. It's funny you say that because for, for me, I've always written and I've, I, I write yeah. a lot, but I write on the computer. But yet for me, I'm, I'm, you probably do did the same thing with the reflective log going through teacher training, that um, the reflective log that I do is always by hand. It's always personal. I think with... The computer, for me, it was um, what they used to call them word processors in, in those days. <laughs> it suddenly made things easier because I didn't get so frustrated as I used to with, with handwriting it because you could correct it so much more easily. But what I realise now, actually, that the, the scribbling out, the, the writing and writing, writing it again, but then doing some brain gym work and then writing it again, 
you actually are able to connect at a deeper level with your innate ability to write. And then when you actually go to type it upon the laptop, it flows much more easily. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even it can still shift and change as well. But I know people that I've worked with have found that writing by hand to start with has had them um, be much more productive with their writing. They've got a different perspective suddenly come out. They've gone deeper with their work. Um, and there was one lady, she said that how she wrote it, she was amazed at what came out. <laughs> you know, it's like she didn't write it. She hadn't written in that way before, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and I found that people even, people that enjoy writing and experienced writers have actually got even more that they can unlock within them as a writer. Oh, yeah, I think that there's always levels and depths that uh, can be explored because even if you're writing on one sort of subject, there's thousands of other subjects that you could open up on. Yeah, Definitely. So what does the future hold for you, Caroline? Ooh, that's a very good question. First thing that actually comes to mind is I'm actually creating, um, I'm about to launch a podcast so that it it can um, help people understand really what I do. Because most people think, well, I was a teacher, taught maths, therefore I'm teaching writing and it'll be the same, but it's not. It's nothing like you've done at school or how you experience writing or how other people teach writing. I don't actually teach the writing. I actually unlock the writer within you. And so I've, um, I'm putting this podcast together so that I can explain aspects of it and help people to understand uh, what it is I do. But also for people that have been on my workshops, their experience also getting other people who have written a book and what it's done for them for their business. Because this is about um, the fact that there is power in the written word within your business and you can expand your business through the written word. Um, So that's another part of what I talk about. Um, And then there are other expert guests that I'm going to invite on to talk about things like Brain Gym or the Journey Work or NLP so that, you know, the, the tools that I use and share with people, um, I should get those experts in to, to talk about it as well. So there'll be a quite, um, what's the word? What's, what, what am I, what am I Eclectic. attempting to say here? What's Eclectic <laughs> mix. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yes. And really get a great picture for people to understand the importance of writing a book and the fact that it is possible for them to write a book, you know. And even if they've not got the like the aspirations of being the best-selling author, just writing it for a family, for, you know, handing stories mm. down is, is yes. an important aspect. That's, yeah, that is an important aspect because being able to share that and, and pass them down, um, it helps them to be passed on because the, the words are lost. Otherwise, if it's just spoken, that putting it down on paper allows that to be shared and, um, and passed on. But, but the other thing about writing, it's about for business 
women who, or anybody in business, that there's always your story to write. And your story is your most powerful story to tell that can actually support your business. And it may, it's then, it's that that's unique. That's your uniqueness coming out. And people can actually then get to know you before they even meet you. As someone I know, she calls it your big business card. You know, and it's, people don't throw that away. <laughs> I, I must admit that that was very true for me because I've written academically for years. And it wasn't until I actually did the book uh, I did for Caring for the Caregivers, which was based on the training that I did. But I yeah. interceded it with my story. And it was just such a different experience writing that. And mm. I didn't think I'd ever share that. So I, really? can, I can see exactly what you're saying. Mm. But you did. Wow. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with it now. I must admit, you know, I, I, although I put it in the book, it wasn't anything that I, I would really talk about. Uh, but now I realise that it is part of being mm. in business, that, you know, your academic side is not just enough. It's got to be, you know, realising that a lot of the things you're talking about, you've been through with these people as well. Mm. that's right and that's what connects you with your potential client yeah. it connects you with your reader and it's going being able to be vulnerable and go into the emotions that come up when you start writing you know going into your story and writing from there but if you can write from that place that really connects you with your reader and that's what I'm able to do is actually hold that space so people can go into that emotion and write from there. And it's actually one of the, the modules that uh, I work with as well about tapping into your emotions. So. It, it's quite amazing. You know, if you think about this uh, Carol Ann that started your journey as a math teacher, you know, would you have ever thought then that you'd be where you are now? Oh, no way. I never saw me leaving teaching. I loved teaching. You know, I, I loved um, seeing students succeed and and being able to help them to understand and I guess that's that same passion that I'm bringing to this now that that love of seeing somebody go oh yes I can write a book oh my gosh I didn't think I could or or wow this is different you know but it, they're excited because they can move on with it so but yeah certainly no, if you'd have told me then that I'd be doing this like what <laughs> no <laughs> So, so if you had a young person now who was similar to who Carol Ann was then, what, what was the advice you'd be giving them? Just stay open. You never know where, where your journey is going to go. And it's just being open to the opportunities that arise and just dance with them. That's a, that's a beautiful way to conjuring up ideas, just dance with these ideas. That's a, a beautiful term terminology i love dancing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is you know because we resist things so much you know opportunities come up and we resist it but if we really opened into it and went wow let me dance with this let me explore this um life takes on so many twists and turns and if you can be open to that and trust just trust the process um life has a way of supporting you 
So you've been an award-winning author for your pieces of writing. So are you planning doing your book with your story? Yes. <laughs> when I'm not, I keep thinking like I ought. Um, it, it's nudging me and I'm really sort of pushing myself. I say pushing myself, but having a word with myself because at times I go, well, look, I'm expecting other people to, to do this or put time aside for their writing. You're not doing it, Caroline. Come on, you know, let's have some congruency here. And so where I find myself out of alignment, I will keep working on myself till I, till I bring myself into alignment. So yes, um, I have plans to get my books out there. So that will be worth waiting for. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and then you have a whole nother business of being able to promote that book and go out and do something completely different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is just magic the way different things open up and uh, you know take on a life of their own as well. Really, yeah, this is it. They do, and and it is allowing it to take on a life of its own, rather than you trying to control it. You know, and that that's something I've I've realised and I've learnt along the way is just let go of trying to control everything. Um, and again, I say again, trust the process. And let things have a life of their own because if you, when you do that, that's magic. It's pure magic. <laughs> and and your confidence. I'm, I'm going to come back to this because I know that it's one of the things that you you speak about quite a bit about you know finding your confidence. What difference has that made to you? A lot because it took me a long while to say yes. This is the business I'm doing. I am the one who can support you in unlocking the writer within, because I, I go, well, who are you, you know, who am I to, to do this? You, you know, you're not a writer, all of this. And so all of a sudden I just went, no, I am a writer. I have, you know, I'm published, I am a writer and I have unlocked the writer within and I have the ability to support others. So having that confidence has helped me to say, I've got, these workshops i've got these you know this package of um programs and to actually put myself forward and to have conversations like this to actually speak out and let myself become visible and so you know who I, i'm now in that space of going okay let my business take on a life of its own <laughs> rather than <laughs> trying to control well no it's got to be like this or it's got to be like that I'm stepping into just let my business live. And and also obviously in in the time frame that we were talking about in 2019 and through this year life has changed for everybody. Covid hit in March and so you were saying about you took your business online so that must have been a big step from being out there in front of people to actually getting the technology available to put it out there for people in a different way. Um Actually, no, because because I'd put my six month program was already um, it's it's twelve group Zoom meetings. So the work that I do in those um, group meetings is very much the same as what I do in my workshops. Um, but it's obviously targeted to the modules and the, the topics that through the whole program. It actually, I was 
already confidently using Zoom and doing, you know, my work. Uh, so to put it into a workshop and run it as a workshop online, it did seem quite a, a natural step. And it, it was almost like I have been resisting it. But the universe was going, nah, time to do it. And so, yeah, I just, I did it. And um, so, yeah, so it wasn't quite that big step as it could have been if I hadn't already um, decided to have my program online in the first place. So you were preempting before we needed to do it. It seems like it. <laughs> it this, when you look back, when I go back and I join up the dots over the years, I'm absolutely astounded at times. But you think, wow, I did that, and then I did that, and then that showed up, and then that showed up, and here I am, you know. It's, hindsight is very clever that we can look back and actually see things. Some, sometimes at the time, we don't see where that path leading, but... Um... No, this is it, yeah. Hindsight's the greatest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, I just sometimes wish I had a bit more foresight, but hey, just <laughs> keep trusting uh, the process. <laughs> yeah. But then if we knew what lies ahead, would we really want to take the path? So it's... Wow, exactly. Yeah. Because some of the dips have been a bit, oh my God. <laughs> but that's the time when we learn. That's the time when we get the strength to actually appreciate the the ups. That's right, definitely. Well, unfortunately, time, as it always does, always gets the better of us because I'm sure we could be talking about this for a lot longer. So uh, maybe you come back and give us a part two when we move on to uh, maybe your book even, Caroline. Oh, I'd love to. Yes, that, that gives me an incentive to <laughs> get, get so, at least one of them out there. <laughs> so just put you on the spot, just for a moment, if you had to give one piece of advice to anybody at the moment, what would that be? It's this quote that um, I learned years ago, which is one thing that keeps me going. Um, and it's actually, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn and relearn. It's by um, Alvin Toffler. And for me, that says it all. You, you know, and especially in this time now, you need to let go of what you already know. Be willing to unlearn how you've done something and be willing to take on new learnings and, and learn new tricks and new ways of doing things. So definitely have that. That quote is definitely a piece of advice I'd give to anybody. That is a great quote. Now, Caroline, thank you so much for that. And if anybody wants to get in touch, how can they get in touch with you? Um, at the moment, I think the best way is on LinkedIn. Um, if they look for me, Caroline Cooper on LinkedIn. Um, and message me on there. Uh, that, that's that's probably the best place at the moment. Great. I also know if you go, if you put your name in Google, you also come up as well because you're right at the top of the board there. <laughs> with what you do with your brain, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Caroline, so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time and uh, all your knowledge and effort. And we look forward to the forthcoming book. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> thank you. <Nick>. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so from me as well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And uh, don't forget, we will be back next week with some more.
amazing guest. Meantime, as always, lots of gems in here. Carolina's given you lots and lots of information, so you can always go back and listen more than once. So stay safe, take care, and I will be back with you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded in conjunction with the Chapel FM Art Centre and East Leeds FM radio station. For more information about them and all the good work that they do is www.elfm.co.uk. And to know more about what Linda Sage is doing, her website is www.lindasage.com. Also on all the other social medias.